But the devil was offering something easier, seemingly. He was offering a way to get that same result without going through the suffering of the cross. He was saying, why would you have to suffer for humanity? Why would you have to take on yourself the sin of the whole world? I'll give you the kingdoms of the world without any suffering. I'll give you the prize without the effort. All you have to do is bow down and worship me instead of the Father. In fact, he prayed to the Father three times, Father, if there is any way that this cup could pass from me, please, Lord, please, Heavenly Father, I ask that there be a way. But then he said, he finished it. He redirected himself. He repented, in a sense, from his own will to the Father's will and said, but not my will, but yours be done. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Ben Church. Today we're continuing our discussions on the temptation of Jesus out in the wilderness as when the devil appeared to Jesus and was tempting him for many days. We're finding these passages in Matthew chapter 4, if you'd want to go there and follow along. This would be starting in verse 8, and this is the last temptation. There was a movie, The Last Temptation of Christ, <laughs> and we're not talking about that. This is actually the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. So let me read this passage. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Very, very interesting passage of scripture. Think about that for one moment. The devil took him and showed him in a moment of time all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and said, All these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. Now that seems to me to be the greatest temptation of them all. The devil was saying to Jesus, I will give you the world. I'll give you everything. What can we learn from that? Well, it was in the devil's power to give that. Another gospel says that all these have been given unto me. They're in my power that I can give to whomever I will. Now, some people have claimed that, well, the devil's a liar. There's no truth in him. So he was really lying to Jesus and he really couldn't have given him any of that authority. But don't you think uh, Jesus would have known that? Number one, the devil can't lie to Jesus. Jesus knows what's going on. Secondly, uh, it wouldn't have been a temptation if it wasn't true. If somebody says, um, if you do this, I'm going to give you a million dollars, but they don't have any money, that's not even a temptation at all. You're going to be like, no, you're worthless. You have nothing to offer me. No, this was a real thing. The Apostle Paul calls the devil the god of this world. He's the ruler of this world. The authority has, he had the authority over this planet and the world system. 
because Adam gave it to him, the first man. Now, when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, all authority had been given unto Jesus. And then he commands us to go minister in his name. And we'll tread upon the serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy because Jesus is with us. So there's, there was a change in authority that took place. But at this moment in time, the devil had that authority to give to whomever he will. So that was a real thing. Another thing that we can take from this passage is that the devil wants all the glory. So the God of this world, the master of wickedness, the originator of sin, wants the glory instead of the glory for God. He wanted the Son of God to fall down and worship him. My goodness, that's wicked. That's twisted. That is pure evil. Because God is good, all love, and Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead, dwelling in bodily form. And that would have been the greatest tragedy of all if he would have bowed his knee. Now, why would he have? What was the temptation in this? Well, think about this. Jesus is the king of this world. He will be on this planet very soon, probably, ruling in Jerusalem. So think about your president. Think about your prime minister or your king or queen who rules over a nation or over a region right now. Jesus will be that. He will be the president of the world. He will be the king of the world. He will sit on a throne in Jerusalem on this planet. All the nations will come bow before him. All the rulers will listen to him. There will be no deviance. There will be no deception in the world. He will rule and reign. And if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you will rule and reign with him. That's a real thing. Because he earned that through his obedience to God, through his life, death, and resurrection from the grave, he was given all authority, and he will sit on the throne of God's glory on this earth. So that was his destiny. That is his destiny, and it will take place. But the devil was offering something easier, seemingly. He was offering a way to get that same result without going through the suffering of the cross. He was saying, why would you have to suffer for humanity? Why would you have to take on yourself the sin of the whole world? I'll give you the kingdoms of the world without any suffering. I'll give you the prize without the effort. All you have to do is bow down and worship me instead of the Father. I could see where that is a temptation. Think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before his suffering, his passion, his crucifixion. He was under such stress. He was sweating like drops of blood. His whole body was under stress because the devil, who had the power of death at the time, was forcing the power of death upon Jesus. And he had to will himself to go forward because his will was to give up. Jesus' own human will was to say no. In fact, he prayed to the Father three times, Father, if there is any way that this cup could pass from me, please, Lord, please, Heavenly Father, I ask that there be a way. 
But then he said, he finished it. He redirected himself. He repented, in a sense, from his own will to the Father's will and said, but not my will, but yours be done. And he had to do that three times, interestingly. He had to position himself according to the Father's will because all that was in his flesh, all that was in his mind, wanted to go the easy way because it was very painful. He was going to take on the suffering and the sin and the sickness and disease and the death of all humanity. It's incomprehensible. We cannot conceive what Jesus suffered for us, but he did it. He went through it. He succeeded. He won the victory. Praise God. And he did not bow his knee to the devil. That's powerful. And Jesus said, if, if I overcame the world, then you can overcome it too. Because he is our helper. He is our high priest. He is our intercessor. He is our advocate. He went through that so that we don't have to go through that same type of suffering. But our suffering is to follow him is to lay down our own lives, just as he did, but in a different way, and take on his will for our will. The temptation in our life would be try to get it the easy way. The temptation in our life would try to get the glory for ourselves. Now remember, if we're following the enemy, we're going to be, we're going to be children of the enemy. His nature would be our nature, okay? So what did he want in this passage? He wanted the glory for himself. He wanted people to worship him. He wanted to give the kingdoms of the world in a way that was dishonest and easy and not God's way. So how do we put that in our own lives? Well, we want to get the glory. We want to get all the riches and the fame and the power, and we want to get it by the easiest way possible. If we have to sleep around to get it, we'll do it. If we have to cheat, we'll do it. If we have to rob people, we'll do it. That's the devil's way. But that's not Jesus' way. Jesus' way is to do God's will first, despite the cost. Even if it means in this world, we won't see our kingdom fulfilled. Remember, Jesus hasn't seen his kingdom fulfilled yet. He's in heaven right now, next to the Father. He will return and set up his kingdom, but he had to live, die, and be raised again And now for 2,000 years, we are here on the earth, in his place, doing his will, building a kingdom, but it's not realized yet for him. And it's not fully realized yet for us. We have to be patient. We have to do what's right. We have to follow God through the ups and downs for a lifetime. Sometimes we see the kingdom realized in a miraculous, powerful, prosperous way here on earth. Other times, we have to struggle. We have to follow God through the hard times. We have to be the light in a dark place for many years. Sometimes we will die and go to heaven before all we see all of the goodness fulfilled. But I guarantee we will see it fulfilled completely one day. We all will. And that's the blessed hope that we all live for. That's the kingdom that we're all striving for. That's the reward that we will all be given if we're faithful if we do what's right, if we stick to God's will and not give in to the temptations of the enemy, of the fast, quick, easy, broad way that leads to destruction. No, we follow the righteous, narrow way that leads to life and life forevermore. So my prayer for you today 
is that you will bow your knee before the Lord God only, that you would resist the enemy, that you would seek the face of God, that you would be a faithful, committed servant for the rest of your life, for as many days as it takes, as God gives you on this earth, that you would fulfill his will and give him all the glory. Now take that and go be the light of the world today. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.